welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Ruth Browning. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. How are you all going? Going well? hope so. All surviving? All enjoying your new life? <laughs> it's a bit different, isn't it? We've all got sort of different things happening. And hopefully one of the things that's happening is we're seeking God. So the other day I woke up and uh, got to praying and I had that lovely experience when a verse just popped into my head and I hadn't been reading at all. Uh, it, it was just popped in and it was from Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 14. Surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply you. And I looked it up and it means exactly that. God just wants to bless us and and he really emphasizes it as they did in those days by repeating the word blessing, blessing. I'm really going to bless you and I really want to multiply you. And so I felt blessed just to think oh I was like thank you God that's that's a good scripture to get first thing in the morning that made me feel fantastic and so this morning I want to preach about believing in the blessing believing in the blessing so so let's look at verse 17 because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised he confirmed it with an oath so God promised to bless us and then he confirmed it with an oath now let's just remember this was initially to Abraham that he made this promise he promised to Abraham I'm going to bless you and then he confirmed it with an oath and then it says that we are heirs of Abraham's promise which is wonderful God made a promise to Abraham and we get to inherit that promise it belongs to us inheritance is a good thing you know if you if your family, I mean, it's sad when your family dies or a member of the family dies, but if they leave you with something wonderful, a beautiful ring or a certain amount of money, I mean, that's, that's a blessing from their death. And Abraham has left us with this promise. He, he kept it. He, he kept, he believed in the promise. And now God says we are the heirs of this promise. And what is the promise? It's that, that he will bless us and multiply us. That's the promise. We are the heirs. And God wanted to emphasize that blessing to Abraham. But look what he says here. He wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear. He wanted to show it to us. He wanted to, he was determined, some of the, verse, some of the um, versions say, he was determined to show us that it, I, I'm not changing my mind on this. I absolutely want to bless you. And you are the heirs of Abraham. I I totally want to give you this blessing. He wanted it to be so clear to us. And so not only did God promise, he made a vow. He made an oath. I mean, God, you know, God doesn't have to do that. If God says, I promise I'll do it. That's, that's enough. Okay, God, you, you promise, I believe you. But in this instance, God promised and then vowed to Abraham that he would do it. And he says here that he did that for us so that we'd be absolutely sure absolutely sure God wants 
to bless you. He wants to bless me. This you is actually a singular you. So it applies to each one of us individually. It applies to all of us as a church, but it's for me and it's for you. It's for, for Joe and Martin and, and Tanya and Tony and Nadia and Janelle and John and all you beautiful people out there who I miss and long to hug again. This is for you. God wants to bless you. And you're like, I'm sort of, okay, even in 2020, <laughs> I thought 2020 was the, was the tough year, you know, the, the year of suffering. It's like, yes, even in 2020, he promises and vows to bless you. Even when times are tough, that promise stands. God's promises are always yes and amen. He doesn't, he doesn't change his mind. Even with financial pressure, God wants to bless me. Even when I'm separated from my friends and my family and my people that I love, God wants to bless me. Even, even when things are difficult and I'm fighting against fear or, 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 or famine or whatever it is, God wants to bless me. So he promised that. Are there any conditions? Well, yes. The Bible says that Abraham believed in the promises and he patiently endured. He waited. Sometimes we have to wait a bit. So I'm not going to go on about that too long, but sometimes we have to wait. Now listen to verse 18 here. This again, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18. So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we have strong comfort who have fled to lay hold of the hope set before us. So again, we have two things, God's promise and God's vow. It's impossible for God to lie and he's given us two strong promises and vow, two things that show us that he cannot lie. And because of this, it says we have strong comfort. What a beautiful word. We have a strong comfort. We have a strong comfort and it says who have fled to lay hold of the hope set before us. So we have all these crazy situations and we run to God and we remember his promise. I'm going to bless you. And we're comforted. We're like, really God? Even when I, I can hardly go outside? Yes, I'm going to bless you. Even, even if, if, if I lose my job? Yes, I'm going to bless you. We, we, we have a strong comfort. We run to him. We grab a hold of this hope and we are comforted because of this promise. We just look at him and he says this to our hearts. And if you sort of feel like, oh, I, I don't feel like God said that to me. Well, he's saying it to you right now. If you're watching and listening to me, this is the word. I, I know in my heart that God wanted to speak this to all of us. Surely, blessing. I will bless you. I will multiply you. This is his word for all of us. And this is the comfort and the strength and the encouragement we have when we run to God. When we run to God. Look at Romans 15:13 Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You, that you may abound in hope. We've got it's like wow, I wonder how this is going to turn out. It's going to turn out good. And this hope that we have, it says is by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit in us when we're born again. And so we have this tremendous sense of optimism. Even in the midst of all of these difficulties, we have, well, how's this going to work out? Because God's going to bless me. He's promised and vowed to bless me. So we look to God it's like, how, how does this work, God? How does this work? We believe and we wait patiently like Abraham. And the devil, you know, from the beginning, the, from the beginning, he comes to rob, steal and destroy for, for God's people. He, he, he wants to lie to us and tell us, you're not going to get blessed. It's not for you. It's, 
But we don't believe that because we run to God. We run to God and we get that comfort and we see how God is going to bless us no matter what the situation. Now, of course, I have to talk about my fantastic daughter's wedding because it was just such a blessing. And it was a wonderful example of this. It really was a wonderful example. It was a beautiful day. It was totally blessed. And yet... It was completely different from what we had expected. I mean, it was totally different from what we'd been planning for, you know, a year. And every single one of our plans just fell apart to the point where we just barely bothered making plans in the end. We were just like, who knows how this wedding is going to turn out? And, you know, people would say to me and to Bethany, oh, you know, do you feel bad? Or what a shame or how disappointing. But but all of us had these tremendous sense of hope and comfort. No, God's promised to bless us and he's going to bless us and this is going to be a great wedding. And so, you know, we originally had the, you know, you invite all the friends and the family. We had about about 80 people and then they said, oh no, you can't, you can't have 80 people. We, we can't fit them in and now you have to have, you know, social distancing. And then it was like, okay, now, so we've got to, we've got to sort of cut back. We've got to cut back to 60. Well, that's that's awkward, you know. <laughs> I don't know how we were going to deal with that. But before we had to deal with it, they sort of said, no, 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 you, you, we, we can't have 60. You've got to cut. It's only family only. So we're like, okay, we, we, we'll cut that back. And then and then we had the, the, no, you can't, we can't do it in church because we've got to, you know, we've got to be further apart than what the church can allow. And all right. But then we went to the restaurant and the restaurant said, no, no, it's good. We can still distance everyone. It'll be fine. And then no, then the rest, then that, no, no restaurants, no, no reception, it, nothing. <laughs> it was just stripping away every element of the wedding. And then, then of course, the honeymoon, you know, Queensland. No, we're not going to, we're not going to Queensland. We're, no, no, we're not, we're not, no, we're not actually really having a honeymoon. That, uh, that's gone. And even the Airbnb, were they going to stay their first night? They rang up. No, sorry, we've, we've cancelled. And then they got down to, you can have one, one guest each. You can have the, the celebrant, bride and groom, one guest each. And of course, we had the absolute blessing that the celebrant happened to be the bride's dad. So we snuck in a little extra one there. But you know, they just kept stripping it back. And then even the dress just wouldn't come. I thought, well, at least you can look like a bride. And then the dress wouldn't come, wouldn't come. I finally said to them, is this coming from China or something? And they went, yes. And I'm like, oh, great. Anyway, the dress finally arrives, like with days to go. And then they say, oh, we're so sorry. It's got a great big mark on the front of it. And I'm like, what? what? It was just, it was just, well, anyway, it was crazy. So God, it was being stripped back. But we got the dress, finally. We just sort of snuck up before they finally locked us down. We managed to get that in time. And we, we re, re-planned the wedding, you know, days before and said, okay, well, we'll go to my brother's house, five people, we'll do, you know, and we, we just redid it and we went there and you know what? It was so beautiful and God was there and, you know, of course, we'll, we'll have a reception in the future for all our beautiful friends and family again, but, but God was there and the angels were there and the bride and groom were there and they both looked beautiful and... We were blessed. We were totally blessed. But we've got to have that attitude that we're going to be blessed. I can't, I can't actually resist. Chris Debenham has been so awesome. I've said, Chris, do you think at this point we could just show a few photos? I just want you to see my, uh, the beautiful day. So I'm just going to show you a few little photos. There we go. 
I hope they're sh showing up on the screen right now. Aren't they beautiful? Look at my beautiful Bethany and Justin looking awesome. So there you go. You can see it was beautiful. And the setting, we, we didn't plan to go there, but you can see how stunning that it was. We sort of like, why didn't we always plan to come here? But, you know, God knew and he rearranged the wedding. So praise God. Let me encourage you. This is the way it works sometimes. We can make our plans, but we need to keep that attitude. Well, the Lord willing, this is what we do because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know how it's going to work out. But I tell you what we do know. We do know that God has promised and vowed to bless us. And maybe things will be stripped away in our life like Bethany's wedding. You know, so much, Bethany and Justin's wedding, so much was taken away. But you can't take away the blessing of God. You cannot take away the blessing of God because it's a promise. And he will bless us. And we've just got to believe in that blessing and look for that and not hold too tightly to our plans. This is my plan. This is where it's meant to be, God. It's like, well, God says, well, let's do it a different way. But I'll still bless you. I'll still bless you. You know, we had a, a tree cut down. In our, one, actually, it sort of half fell down. So we had to get it locked down. And this great big strapping guy was picking up the, the, the logs. And I was asking him, you know, I, said, I asked him something about the tree. And he says, look, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about trees. And I went, oh, okay. He says, I've just got this job just now. I said, all oh, right. What do you normally do? He says, I'm a personal trainer. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, we, we've all got to be flexible in these days. So my, the personal trainer's, you know, cleaning up the logs. This has always been the way of God's people in history. The thief comes to rob, steal and destroy, but God blesses no matter what. So look at this, just, just a few quick examples. Joseph, right at the beginning, unfairly and unjustly thrown into prison. And yet in prison, he has prophetic dreams and he looks after and blesses people. And he, he's promoted from prison to prime minister in a day. Because of God's blessing. Look at Paul and Silas. They were in prison, but they were singing and praising God. An earthquake came. All the other prisoners' chains fell off. And they were able to lead the jailkeeper to the Lord. They, he, he was saved. Now, that is a blessing. In this time, if we have the opportunity to lead someone to the Lord, that is, I mean, that is just the greatest blessing that we can do, whether we're in jail or not. Paul was in prison in Rome. What did he do? He wrote several of the books of the New Testament. That's a blessing which we're still getting blessed by today. What about the Apostle John? He was sent into exile, locked down on the Isle of Patmos, stuck there with no family, no friends, just on this island. I don't know what the conditions were like. How did John go on the Isle of Patmos? Well, okay, actually, he had this incredible revelation of the end times and he wrote the book of Revelation and he had visions and dreams and just an awesome time with God. That worked out okay. And it's just all through history. I mean, I've just picked out a few examples, but all through history in situations that are, are, are serious, sometimes, you know, very dangerous God's people, no matter what the devil does, no matter how much he tries to take things away from us, the blessing of God is there. Look at uh, John Bunyan. He was thrown in prison in, in, in you know, England back in the day when they didn't like full-on Christians. And he spent 12 years in jail. Well, he wrote Pilgrim's Progress, one of the great pieces of Christian literature. You know, in the Second World War, we've got beautiful Corrie Ten Boom, who was thrown into a concentration camp by the Nazis. And yet she came out of that 
ministering to all the other prisoners in in the concentration camp and loving them and leading them to Jesus and 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 having a ministry of forgiveness and and mercy afterwards. Brother Yun in China also in prison was able to minister and bless people and came out with a great testimony. And even our personal friend Sergei Timokhin in Russia, he was imprisoned uh, some years ago. And he came out from that place and started a great church and was able to see many people led to the Lord. So we see that, that the blessing of God will not be stopped by any circumstance. So long as we keep believing in that blessing and trusting in God and running to him for refuge. Let's look at Hebrews six nineteen and 20. This hope we have, the hope of God's goodness and God's blessing is an anchor for the soul firm and secure it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf so think about that when we think about this blessing we have great hope and this hope anchors us to heaven it anchors us to the holy place and it helps us to stay secure and calm and firm because we think well this is different from what I expected but it's going to be good because God is going to bless me. God is blessing me. He's promised. He's vowed. It will happen. And so for all of us in our different situations, what is, where are we at? How, how, what has the devil tried to strip away from us? Or what, is he, you know, what are we finding difficult? I know some people are, are extremely busy. If you've got children all around you and you're trying to homeschool and work and do a million different things where, you know, some of us are, are busier than others. Others are, are alone. Their, their struggle is that they don't have enough to do. They, they haven't been able to find a job and they find themselves with lots of spare time. And, you know, it's like, what, what is God doing here? Some are struggling with financial issues right now. Some have issues with, with fear. Some have family uh, troubles. We're all, we're all finding different situations but all of us have to have that same attitude of looking to God and finding that place of hope. We should have a calm optimism that God's going to bless me in this. We should have a joyful contemplation of God. God, you're good. Even if we've got kids screaming around us, we just find those odd moments to look up and know that he's good. We should have an unconquerable hope it's going to work out. The best is yet to come. It's going to be good. And why is that? Because God's promised to bless me. Has he promised to bless everyone else? I can't speak to everyone else. I can only speak to those like me who've asked Jesus into their heart. God has promised to bless us when we belong to him. We're his children. We're the heirs of Abraham's promise. So let me encourage you, church, to believe in the blessing, to hold on to that hope and to know that God is good and that hope is able to settle us and help us to be excited about the way that it's all going to turn out. Praise God. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.
Jesus.